This is how you're going to develop the self-control to stop procrastinating or not doing it as much or as frequently. And when you manage these emotions better, you'll be triggered to then use those apps and tools that you know you should. All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses, stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, Lady Lou. Welcome to the Productivity on Purpose podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Mirthi Parikh. And way back at the beginning of my podcast, exactly 100 episodes ago, episode three was called Why You Procrastinate. Until now, it is still one of my most downloaded episodes. Also, episode 36, You'll Keep Procrastinating If You Don't Nail This, was another very popular one. So although I'm always talking about how different strategies or tips or mindsets help you deter procrastination, I haven't dedicated an episode to it in a long, long time. So here we are today just nailing this topic. And if this is something you really struggle with and you're always thinking, this is my demise, then I'm going to link to those two episodes. Listen to them after this, even if you listen to them way back when, because they're different information than what I'm talking about today. They're really relevant. And I just feel like you can't hear enough of these and get enough of these reinforcements to help you get out of this vicious procrastination cycle. Which, by the way, let's begin here, everyone procrastinates. Yes, even the gurus and the experts, myself, the pros, everybody does it in different degrees and on different tasks and different things. But no matter what, everyone does. I do, you do, we all do, because it is part of our human nature. But like everything else in our human nature, we don't have to settle for things as they are we have the ability to make improvements, y'all. We can make things better. And that's what I really want to help you do today. So just stay tuned, stay focused, and I promise I'm going to serve you really well and give you a few ways that you can get out of these bad habits and start taking some small actions to stop procrastinating and start tackling some of the things you've been putting off for a long time. Now, listen, there are a lot of reasons we choose to procrastinate. We have a natural aversion to things that aren't fun, right? They're unpleasant or they feel really boring, like filing. Hello, can I just poke myself in the eye? Or cleaning the bathroom. Or in my case, creating anything that has to do with numbers or spreadsheets. Oh my goodness, I will do anything in the world to put that off or maybe organizing a drawer or your desk or anything else. So you're just like, I just don't want to do it. But we can also procrastinate because we might have some really deep-seated feelings related to that task, like uh, self-doubt. Yeah, how many times have you put something off because you're thinking, uh, can I really do this? Am I actually going to see this through? And this can also be related to feelings of like 
self-esteem, like low self-esteem. Like, am I good enough to be doing this? Will I do a good job? Am I smart enough to write this or create this or present this or develop this? It can also be related to feelings of anxiety or insecurity, right? Like, will I actually complete this? I always say I'm going to, and then I don't see it through. Or what if I screwed up? Uh, Will people like me? Will they judge me? Do I even know what I'm doing? Okay, so all of these crazy thoughts start coming to us, and this is part of the reasons why we put things off. And then this, of course, only compounds the negative association that we already have with that task. We already are like, oh my gosh, this feels like the weight of the world. So we put it off, and then we have these self-deprecating feelings that are even worse when we come back to it. So now something that you associated with anxiety or feelings of low self-esteem or insecurity or boredom a week ago or a month ago are now even more exacerbated than you first thought about it. So it's bad at the beginning, which is why we put it off, and then it goes from bad to worse. So we continue to put it off all while the stress and anxiety and the overwhelm of it it starts building up even more and more and more. And girlfriend, I know you know this is happening. I know it's happening. So then why do we continue to do it? It's like, why would we want to take something from bad and make it worse? Like when it's literally in our control. Here's why. When we procrastinate, we actually feel momentary relief, right? You're like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to deal with that call to the insurance company. Or I don't have to put those boxes away that have been sitting on the top of the steps for the last three weeks. Or I don't have to go back and look through all the files and do the research and figure this like giant mess out, right? So you have this big relief like, oh man, yes, I don't have to do that thing because rather than doing that thing, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find something else to substitute with that I really like doing or I just don't hate doing right? Like I'm going to go write my blog or I'm going to scroll through Instagram or this is the perfect time, like seriously, the perfect time the whole day to organize my desk. I mean, I haven't had to do it for two weeks, but right now when I want to do that horrible task, it's like the perfect time to organize my desk or check my email. Hello, of course. I mean, you know, that's what I want to do right now, right? So that feeling of immediate relief actually is what makes this cycle especially vicious because by putting off a task, you get the relief, which means you essentially get rewarded for procrastinating. How's that, right? So every time you procrastinate, you feel you feel some relief and, and reward, which is why we keep doing it. And we know from like basic human behavior that when we're rewarded for something, we want more of it. We tend to do it again and again. And this is why procrastination isn't just a one-off. You don't just do it once and that's it. It's not a one-time behavior. Instead, it becomes this vicious cycle and this really chronic habit, which can also then lead to really destructive effects right, on our mental health, on our physical health, like really can add stress, can lead to depression and anxiety and even cause medical issues. For example, if you keep putting off exercising or you keep putting off figuring out a way to get more downtime or create more balance in your life, you could suffer from high blood pressure or anxiety or weight gain. Am I right? And all this is so ironic because we're procrastinating to avoid something negative, right? We are procrastinating to avoid negative feelings 
but we end up feeling even worse and even more negative. I mean, it's so crazy. I just find the whole thing so fascinating, like the way our mind works. And it's just crazy to me. But it shows, it proves that procrastination is the perfect example of how we as humans prioritize our short-term needs over our long-term needs. Okay. Like we will always put that ahead of time. We're like, if I just get through this immediate gratification of not doing something, I'll just put aside what this is actually going to mean for me a week, a month, or a year from now. So what do we do about it? Here's what it is. I'll listen closely. If you've not been paying attention, I'm going to give you the, exactly what we need to do to overcome this and actually get past these procrastination blocks and this chronic behavior that we've had for so long. Here is the, here's the key. Ready? We have to embrace that procrastination is about emotions before it is about productivity. I'm going to say it again. Embrace that procrastination is about emotions before it is about productivity. Okay. So the productivity side of it, of procrastination or not procrastination, is like the apps and the simple tools that are at your fingertips that I'm often talking about, like using a Pomodoro timer or turning off your email, avoiding distractions, like turning on that do not disturb on your phone while you're trying to do your work. Okay, those are like the productivity tools and the apps and the things you can use. But you can only use them effectively when you manage your emotions about procrastination. This is how you're going to develop the self-control to stop procrastinating or not doing it as much or as frequently. And when you manage these emotions better, you'll be triggered to then use those apps and tools that you know you should, like the Pomodoro and turning off the email and turning on the do not disturb. But we have to first tap into our emotions and manage those. Okay, so that's the key. That is the key I feel like nobody's talking about. Nobody brings brings it to the surface. This is a surface level stuff, or really it's not surface level, but this is the stuff we got to bring to the surface that's really deep-seated that we've got to deal with. And then you can take the action. So like deal with the emotional like nonsense around it, and then you'll be better able to use the tools that work. All right, so I'm going to give you three ways to manage your emotions when it comes to procrastinating so you can tap into these instead of tapping into the negative emotions that berate you about not getting stuff done. Listen, I hear this all the time from my clients that I coach with or on like a free consult that I do before I'm coaching with someone. This language happens all the time. The language of, I suck. I always put things off. I, oh, I know my problem is I just can't get anything done. I procrastinate. It's so horrible. And you get into this self-deprecating like nonsense in your head. And we're saying this over and over. So yes, those are emotions you can tap into, but I want you to tap into these other ones and that I'm going to go through right now. Okay. They're more about like, let's move it from that self-deprecating to more sort of self-compassion and also just understanding what you should tap into, the positive emotional uh, feelings, I guess, and ideas and thoughts and beliefs that will help you get over that. Okay. And listen to them all, listen to all three of them. And then you may need to go back and rewind and listen to them again. And then spoiler alert, your challenge for this week, you know, every week I leave you with a challenge. Your challenge for this week is going to be to focus on one, one that really resonates with you. So listen to them all and then maybe go back and listen to them again and see like, this is the one I really need to do. Okay, so here they are. Here's the first one. No particular order. These are just three of them. Think about how your mood will impact others 
when the task is complete. Okay. Now, this might be really different than what you've heard of in the past. I always feel like people say, think about how you're going to feel when it's done. Oh, when you finish the thing, you're going to feel so much better about yourself and think about an experience you had in the past and well, think about your feelings. You're going to feel so good. And in theory, that sounds so good, but often it's not going to get, it's not enough to get my ass up to go do the thing, right? I'm just like feeling about how good I'm going to feel or thinking about that is just not enough to, to motivate me to do it. That's just the truth. So instead, I kind of start thinking about how it's going to impact somebody else and like my interaction or feelings with them and how I show up versus like just how good I'm going to feel personally. I'm going to explain this in a second. Okay. So so first of all, we're going to stop focusing on the task as something on your list. You just have to get done. Instead, focus on the feeling you'll have when you make a small dent in it. It doesn't mean the entire thing has to be done, but you just start making movement. Okay. So here's the example. I like to tell you, I like to tell people, I tell myself, you should knock out the task you're procrastinating first thing in the morning. Like get it over with, eat your, what is it, eat your frogs first. Like get the worst thing over with and everything after that is, is just more pleasurable during the day. However, again, <laughs> I can tell myself that, uh, just like tap into the feeling I'm going to feel when it's done and that doesn't work either. So oftentimes, even though I'm telling myself that I won't do it, but I, a lot of times I will tell you the truth is I will get that procrastinated task done towards the end of my work day and I'll get it done then. And the reason is what I start focusing on is that I want to feel really accomplished and happy and not bitchy and not pissy as I transition from my work day and my business time to that time of being a mom and wife and homemaker. Okay. And I know that I'm going to bring better energy to them and not be obnoxious and is like just rude and just nicer, just a better person to be around, a better role model. If I can knock that thing off my list or I can just like get it done. I know this for a fact, I'm going to feel better if I get the stupid thing done or just a piece of it. I know this is going to impact my entire evening with the people that matter most to me. So my husband usually asks me at the end of our days, he's like, Hey, how was your day today? And when I've taken no action on that lingering thing, on that procrastinated task, no matter how many other positive things happened over the day, right? No matter how many tasks I checked off my list, no matter how many good things I got done, my mind goes to that annoying thing I didn't get done, right? Maybe I didn't exercise. Maybe I didn't, you know, make that hard phone call. Maybe I didn't respond to that email. Maybe I didn't like do that post, whatever it was. I would be, I'm like, it was all right. It was fine, right? I say fine. It was fine. It's good, whatever. When I do, on the other hand, get the lingering thing done, when I take some action, not maybe all of it, but some action on the procrastinated task, my response is a different energy. And I'm like, I had a really good day. Yeah, today was really good. It was, it was, yeah, thanks. It was great, actually. Mm-hmm. And I come with a different energy. And that's the feeling that I want you to focus on. Not the task itself, not necessarily like, oh, I feel so much better. But because of that, I'm going to be a better mama. I'm going to be a nicer wife. I'm going to be a better, like, I just, I'm just nicer to the people around me. So it's like the impact I'm having on other people, sometimes that is more important to me than how I'm feeling about myself. 
I don't know if that's good or bad. I honestly, I don't know. I feel like some psychologist has got to tell me, but, but it, it, it feels analogous to sometimes you're like, I'm least accountable to myself and I'm more accountable to other people, right? That to me, this feels very similar to that. Like I care more about how almost like how I'm showing up and making my family feel and I'm showing up for them than how I really, <laughs> than how about myself. Maybe that's sad, but it's true. And so that's the emotion I would love for you to tap into. So I'm just like, I'm going to feel better. I hope that makes sense because that's generally what I think. I'm like, if I even do this at the end of the day, before I transition into mom and, and wife and home life, then it will help me to get it done. It doesn't have to be at the beginning of the day, but before I get to the end of the day and have to transition to that, I want to, I want to be done with it. Okay. So that's the first one. The second the second kind of thing you can just like tap into and like be thinking about like a thought or an emotion is that you just need to remind yourself that you cannot wait around for motivation. I don't know that I talk about this enough. I feel like I should because here's the deal. Action incites motivation. And so you have to stop telling yourself, I'm going to feel like doing this another time. I'll, I'll just, I'll just do this another time. You know, when I feel like it, I just don't feel like it right now. I'm just not motivated. I'll just wait till I'm motivated. Girlfriend, you won't be motivated. That's why you're procrastinating it for so damn long, right? It's not like you're going to wake up tomorrow and think, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to get my hands all over that big paper pile. Ooh, just file one paper after another for the next two hours. This ecstasy. No, it's not happening, girl. Instead, get your emotions in check and tell yourself, girl, you're not going to wake up anytime dying to do this thing. So let that go. Just let that idea go. It's nonsense. And embrace that motivation ain't knocking at my door anytime soon. And so all I need to do is take an action. Like start, start moving on something. Do not wait to be in the mood don't fool yourself. This is just trickeries and mind trickery. This is just excuses, things we tell ourselves. Don't wait to be in the mood to do a certain task. Remind yourself that you can't wait around for that. You ain't got time for that. You just got to take one action. Just move move to something. Do something because that action will incite your next action, which will invite your next action, which will incite your next action. Okay? Action precedes motivation, which leads really well into the third way to to squash procrastination. I just started talking about it, but I really want to expand on this as well. And it's the age old advice, but focus only on one next action, just one. So when it feels really overwhelming, when it feels too big, when you feel like I can never seem to do it, focus on the next action. But listen, if you're tuning out, I'm going to tell you something about this, a trap you can fall into, a reason you don't do this. And I want to really address it because it's super important. Okay, so, but first, let me tell you, okay, focusing on one next action. A few examples here. Let's say you're putting off organizing your closet, okay? So one action would be, let me just go through my belts, just my freaking belts, okay? Or one action might be, let me buy the organizing bins. Or one action might be, let me get three bags, once for donate, once for trash, once for like put stuff around the house, right? That is like, those are one actions. I want you to do one action because remember, one action, action leads to action, leads to action, leads to action, but here's a trap you could fall into. Be very aware of this. If you tell yourself that doing one step at a time is a waste of my time, because 
if I only do one step, then it takes me time to reprocess what I've already done or get back into the flow. This is a waste of my time. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait until I have two hours or an hour and a half or four hours or a day to do this procrastinated thing or a whole weekend, right, for me to do it because I don't want to waste the time to stop and start, to start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. Example, if you're procrastinating writing, let's say a proposal to a client, it's going to take you two to three hours because first you need to research this company and then you need to look back at your past proposals and figure out the team and then the pricing, all this stuff. It's going to take time, right? And you're thinking, well, she's always telling me just break it down. But if I break it down, like if I just start the research right now and then I, you know, that to go to a meeting and I come back and then I get back into the research and then I do it for half an hour and then I have to go and I touch it again for two days. It's just, it's a waste of my time because it's so unproductive for me because like, I'm just, I'm like kind of have to get back into it and then put it away and open it up again and think about it again. So you know what I'll do instead, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to wait until I have two hours straight. This is a trap we fall into all the time because here's what I'm going to ask you. If you think that that's you and you're nodding your head, my question for you is this, how is that working out for you, friend? How's that working out for you? How long do you keep procrastinating? It's usually until you're completely stressed out. Like you are at risk of missing a deadline or a payment is at risk or, or you're two weeks past when you told a client you get it. Now you're just completely stressed out and anxious about it. You're worried this is going to affect my reputation. There's so many negative effects at this point because you've been waiting for that two hour chunk or the four hours or however long you dang thing it's going to take. You're like, oh, I'm just going to wait around for that because I don't want to waste my time by starting and stopping. This is nonsense. Okay. Stop thinking that waiting to do the entire task is the answer. It is keeping you in perpetual procrastination mode. Now, yes, I agree with you. You are going to waste, you're going to quote unquote, waste some time by starting and stopping and starting and stopping. But in this case, wasting that time is serving you much better because you're moving on the task, right? And so you're not letting it linger over you and stress you out and cause that mental debilitation and put you in paralysis and add to that, to your blood pressure and your stress and your anxiety and your weight gain and all the things, the sleepless nights, right? You're starting to take prog, you're starting to take action on it and you're making progress. So stop with that story, stop with that belief, put that aside and instead just get back to focusing on the one next action that you can take, take some make action, make some progress because you will always feel more successful and then you will start taking more and more and more steps towards it. All right, capiche? Okay, so those are my three ways for you to tap into your emotions to beat the procrastination monster. Look, I get it. It is deeply part of our human nature, but it doesn't mean that we don't have individual agency over our actions, how we want to spend our time, and really how we want to feel. We're all susceptible to the painful feelings of putting things off, right? But Most of us just want to feel really happy about the choices we make. And we can do that when we tap into the emotional side of things and stop berating ourselves for why we're not getting things done, which is why I really implore you to take this week's action. 
right? Take the challenge for this week. You know, you spent your time with me. You know, I want you to make it worth it. You know, you should want to make this worth it. So today's action is to pick one of the three strategies I shared to team your procrastination beast. Start changing this vicious cycle and the habit. Okay, so pick one. Focus on it. Keep doing it. Do it again. Fall off. Do it again. Come back to it. But I promise that you too are going, you're going to see incredible results. Again, these are the ways we, we do this first. We first think about it emotionally, and then you can go into the productivity tools, like the actual stuff you can touch and feel, then you go into that. Okay, so just a quick recap. You think about how your mood will impact others when the task is complete. Number two, remind yourself you can't wait around for motivation. Girl, it's not happening. Action incites motivation. And number three, focus on only one next action. Stop telling yourself you're going to waste a lot of time by doing that. Just do it. All right. Listen, my girlfriend, I hope I've served you today. All right. If you want even more juiciness in how to take control of your biz and your life, grab my new free training. It's called Turn Your Scattered Week into a Structure You Can Stick To. Okay. It's at lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. One word, best week. I am so thankful for you for showing up here. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, your loving vibes, your positive energy, and know that I am always sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity on purpose. I will catch you next time, my friend. Hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.